Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, April 15th, show number 175. Scott Hammer here along with Ron Miller, Jerry Keezer. He was here earlier, but then uh, he had to go. He's leaving us for some he, iRacing he, he stuff. Bailed on, he bailed on us again. Wow. So, I, I don't know what to say about that. Coming at you live from the Hammerdown Racing Report home studios, it is the Hammerdown Racing Report presented by Oakshade Raceway. Coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report, follow us on YouTube. I was actually looking at our YouTube numbers. I was like, wow, there's actually some pretty significant numbers there. I didn't realize that. So, apparently we, we can't just think of YouTube as an afterthought anymore. We kind of got to focus on no, that. No, they're, yeah. they're a big deal. Yeah. Also, you can listen to us on demand, your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Uh, all that information is available at HammerdownRacingReport.com. Also, if you want to become a sponsor, you can uh, find that information there as well. As uh, information on our current sponsors, speaking of which, uh, Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race every Saturday night, starting April 24th with the Bill Reckner Memorial, Late Models, Sportsman Bombers, and Compacts. And we have breaking news on that uh, on the Bomber A-Main purse. We'll get to that later on tonight. Uh, so, yeah, you got it's a teaser. You got to stick around for that. Sorry. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to speak to uh, sprint car racer Harley White, who's going to be uh, running the Ed Neumeister number 11, uh, the 11N actually, uh, running Attica, Fremont, Lima Land, Eldora, Waynesfield, I believe is on there. We'll see if we can get her uh, to uh, get to Millstream on that schedule as well. We'll see. Also, Brian, this guy. You're going to want to listen to her. That That's going to be a very interesting interview, Scott. Yeah, she's got uh, she's got an interesting uh, backstory too uh, on how her career started, and uh, yeah, so we'll talk to her about that. We got Brian Liskey, voice of uh, both Fremont and Attica Raceway Park. Uh, we'll be talking to him about the the Fremont Speedway schedule. Um, what else we got? Giving giving away uh, Big D's Pizza that'll be coming up a little bit later. I already putting Ron to sleep. I see him yawning there. I want to thank Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, Mill Street Speedway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars. Uh, before we get to Brian, a little bit of the racing roundup action from last week. Well, actually, you know what? We'll bring Brian in for this because he was there. Uh, Brian, you there? Yeah. There. How are you doing, guys? Pretty, sorry, sorry to throw you on the spot there. I told you we'd bring you up a little bit, but uh, we're talking Attica Raceway Park, and Ron wanted to talk about uh, a certain event that, that happened there. But uh, uh, first, uh, we'll mention that Brandon Spaller, uh picked up his first ever Attica 410 sprint win Friday night. And then the late models. Uh, I'll, I'll let you explain what happened since I've only heard the stories and I probably won't do it justice. <laughs> well, it, it, the track was uh, tremendously racy. And Ryan Markham, Rusty Schlank, and Matt Irie ran 25 laps, uh, either three wide or side by side, uh, and, and in through and around traffic. It was incredible to watch and, and raced each other clean. I mean, they were throwing sliders at each other. Uh, it, it was absolutely, I, I, you know, when, whenever you see a race like that, you say, oh, it's the best one I've ever seen because it's the latest one you've ever seen. So it's kind of hard to put that in perspective. But I, w I will say that is the best late model feature I have ever seen. Absolutely. Did, did, did they, and I've seen a few. Was there any contact uh, with, with all that action? 
Uh, just on the last lap, uh, actually, Matt Ira and Rusty Slank kind of got into each other on the backstretch. It kind of let Ryan Markham get away a little bit, but, you know, they went in the three and four, and, and uh, they, you know, once again, we're three wide coming to the checkered flag. You know, Ryan Markham is 49 years old, and the first question I asked him, I said, how old are you? And he said, I'm 49. So you didn't look like it out there. He was blasting the cushion like a, an 18-year-old. Uh, and it, it, I, it, really, if you missed that feature, even diehard sprint car fans were, were messaging me, telling me, how fantastic that race was! That uh, some of the you put the, the somebody puts those races up on the Attica Raceway uh, website, don't they? Yeah, Brian Boris does. Uh, John Boris, the promoter's son, he, he does a lot of video work, and they put it on AtticaRacewayPark.com. All right, I'll have to check that out then. I've only heard the stories. But, Plus, uh, I think Dirt Vision had a little snippet from it uh, on their Twitter and Facebook pages, so you can look at that way too. I guess I'm out of it. I'm behind. Uh, Ron, you, you, need to watch, you, need to, you need to watch the whole race. Just a little snippet oh, yeah. doesn't do. All right. It, it's from, yeah. from one end of that race to the other. It, it was it was amazing. And uh, also, oh, by the way, oh. I, I saw you guys have Big D's Pizza. Uh, he was on uh, the Moran car that won that $25,000 race uh, down at Bristol. Yes, and he I was. believe Big, Big D's got some, uh, because of that, got some specials going on this week. Nine percent off if you mention Devin Moran. Yeah, there you go. I won't. I won't mention that. Uh, the other special is if you mention the Hammer Down Racing Report, you save ten percent. But you know, <laughs> I, it just shows you where we stand, Scott. I know. If you mention both, you get twenty, right? I, yeah, maybe. Dean might 19, be on here. 19, so nineteen, nineteen. <laughs> Why not round it up? You know, I'm sure Dean. Yeah, round it up. Dean's yeah. probably like, no, you guys are going to put me out of business. Uh, and also, uh, uh, Friday night, uh, apparently, um, Zeth Sabo uh, proved that Paul Weaver could be beaten. Finally uh, beating Paul yeah. Weaver, ending his streak at uh, three wins this season. Yeah, you know, Paul kind of predicted that. He said, you know, I, yeah, I, I've been good, but I've also had some incredible luck drawing. But I don't think he started the three features he won any further back than fourth. And he drew a 25 pill. Ooh. And started towards the tail of his heat. He didn't get in the redraw, so he started, I believe, 16th in the A main. And, uh, you know, he got a dirty air and things like that. He still managed the top 10 uh, out of it. But he said, you know, my luck is going to come to an end. And this week now, we qualify, we group qualified, both the late models and the 305s, along with our regular 410s uh, qualifying. So that could just shake things up as well. All right. We'll check back in with you about some Fremont stuff here in, in just a couple minutes then. Okay. All right, Brian, this guy showing some uh, insight there on Attica Raceway Park when we talked about Fremont here, which uh, has their opener coming up a week from Saturday. Uh, Sandusky Speedway was in action sort of this past weekend. Weather played havoc on the uh, spring icebreaker cavalcade uh, Saturday. Uh, they were supposed to run both Saturday and uh, Sunday. Dylan Nap Napier took the uh, Renegades feature win. Um, so they actually did get some, some racing in, and, and this week's how many was based on how many we're going to be running. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, Ethan, uh, Rusiska, hopefully I, I can never pronounce that correctly. Hopefully I got that right. One, the beginner stocks feature, uh, before the weather moved in and postponed the rest of the show to Sunday, Paul Biddle won the sport compact feature on Sunday, and then more rain came postponed the uh, rest of, uh, the features to Sunday, April 25th. So that's when they'll finish that up. 
World of Outlaws, Morton Buildings, late models, four-time World of Outlaw champion Josh Richards won Friday's action at Bristol to uh, pocket $10,000 after uh, Jimmy Owens lost a left rear late in that race. And then, as uh, uh, we just talked about, Devin Moran won the uh, 25000 Bristol Bash main event, which was actually postponed uh, due to weather uh, until Sunday. Uh, next up for the uh, World of Outlaw late models will be Richmond Raceway in Kentucky on April 23rd, and then uh, Saturday, April 24th at Brush Creek Motorsports Complex. World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Action. Australians, uh, Australian uh, James McFadden led the final 30 laps for his first victory of the season Friday at Kokomo in his 100th start. Carson Macedo uh, passed James McFadden on the final lap to win Saturday's action at uh, Tri-State Speedway. Next up was supposed to be Lawton Speedway in Oklahoma on Friday, but that's been postponed due to rain. Uh, so uh, Saturday still on the Texas Outlaw Nationals at Devil's Bowl Speedway. Rain uh, played havoc on uh, racing at Martinsville over the weekend with both Friday's Xfinity and Saturday's Cup races finishing on Sunday. Josh Berry earned a win for a for short track racers across America on Sunday afternoon by driving to his first NASCAR Xfinity Series victory in the Cookout 250 at Martinsville. Martin Truex Jr. took the lead late in the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 500 and went on to pick up his second win of the season. Uh, he also becomes the first uh, repeat winner in the Cup Series this year. Next up for the Cup Series, the Toyota Owners 400 Richmond Raceway this Sunday at 3 o'clock on Fox. Xfinity, uh, they're off until Talladega for the Ag Pro 300 on Saturday, April 24th, 4 o'clock on Fox for that. Other notes, Buddy Kofoy charged from 16th starting position to win Saturday night's opener at the Worko Manufacturing T-Town Midget Show Showdown at Port City Raceway. Not this T-Town, different T-Town. So uh, that is uh, your racing roundup. I want to thank Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, the most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced. They're manufactured in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100. Check out the uh, clothing and gear available uh, they have on that website as well. Craig Mintz will greatly appreciate it. Brian Liskai, we got a uh, uh, exciting season on tap for uh, Fremont Speedway, do we not? Yeah, our 70th anniversary season uh, kicks off next Saturday. Uh, of course, we'll have the standard uh, week in and week out, 410 wing sprints, 305 wing sprints, and dirt trucks. Uh, but th there's either a special show or a sanctioning body just about every week this year, including, of course, the third year of the Attica Fremont Championship Series. The Fast Series comes to town, I believe, four times. Uh, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, non-wing sprints come about two or three times. Uh, and, and some good paying all-star circuit of champions come three times, including the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic in October. Uh, it, you know, it, everybody says, well, it's the same thing you run every week. Well, yeah, because we put on a pretty good show at Fremont Speedway, and that's why we've been around for 70 years. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, exactly. Well, uh, you know, it, 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 we're, we're going to add some things in there. Uh, real fortunate that we've had some great marketing partners step up uh, you, you don't know what night they're going to do it, but just throw some money around, you know, to, to the second, third, fourth, fifth, 10th, 12th, 13th place finishers. It's pretty cool what, what has transpired the last couple of years at Fremont Speedway. That seems to be happening at a lot of area tracks where sponsors will just come forward and, and be throwing money at a certain race or certain certain class. I mean, it's a cool thing, and hopefully we get more and more of that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we brought in a whole new group of fans, which has desperately been needed 
and, and they're, they're younger business people. Uh, and they get excited when they get there and they like to hear their name and like to see their name. And, and, and the, the other good part is our racers show their appreciation. They go thank those people for doing it. They just don't take their check and walk away. They go down and talk to them. And that's very important. Um, one thing uh, I want to ask you, and this actually, I meant to ask Rex uh, about this. I don't remember seeing the Fremont dirt trucks on the Attica schedule. And, and I did totally, I totally missed that when uh, we were talking to him about uh, the Attica season is, is that, do you know anything about that? No, uh, you know, last year, I think they were scheduled two or three times. Uh, we tried to run them more than that. And if for some reason they would only show up with 10 or 11 trucks, but oh. the last couple of times they actually had good numbers there. It, it's tough on those guys because, it requires sometimes uh, with the dirt trucks, you got to change a different rear end gear to run Attica than you do Fremont. And the guys that were willing to do that were the guys that were winning. The other guys would show up with their Fremont truck and try to run it and really struggle to be competitive. So it's a lot of hard work for them to switch out things uh, to run Fremont and Attica. Gotcha. Well, you got a, a pretty dedicated uh, group of uh, trucks there for Fremont then. Um, any, any predictions uh, on who's going to win the championship this year? <laughs> well, in order to win championship, you got to beat Sean Valenti. Yeah. You know, it, it's as simple as that. Uh, Corey uh, McCoy, once he got in the 911 truck out of Toledo, uh, showed that he can do that. Uh, you know, he had, I think, either just as many or one more uh, feature win than Sean did uh, this past year. But a lot of guys are stepping up their program from the off season. Uh, I think we're going to see good numbers for the dirt trucks once again. You know, at one time we had a fair race. We had 62 trucks show up for that. Those trucks didn't go anywhere. They're still out there somewhere. And we've added four or five, it seems like, every year for the past three years, new trucks into this field. So we can start getting in the neighborhood of 30, 35 trucks on a wow. weekly basis. The 305s are doing the same thing. Attica's averaging, I believe, 31 305s a night uh, over there. So uh, those numbers have gone up with new blood being pumped into the sport. It's really encouraging. Well, I know that uh, Ron takes pride in, in it looks like we just lost him. He's now a black box on the screen but uh, he takes pride because <laughs> he's got something to do with that uh that truck that Corey mccoy has been driving uh but anyway uh, another thing that ron would have been interested in here is that i, I noticed that uh you got uh, one show late models coming up on september uh, 25th in addition to uh, to the regular show yeah you know we we have met uh the group that is running fremont speedway we've met uh, every thursday oh for about the past two months and one of the things we've kind of tried to discuss is how we can put a little bit of uh, variables in, in our schedule to get some new interest in. And the Steel Block Late Model Series, I believe it's based out of the, around the Cleveland area. That's what I was going to uh, ask. I had, hadn't, heard of, hadn't heard too much about this series. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's not like a crate motor. This is You can run a, a 110 cubic inch motor. It just has to be a steel block. And uh, I guess they, they bring uh, pretty good late models with them. Uh, these guys have big haulers, and, and they have some money with them. So wow. it's going to be interesting to see uh, what, how this transpires. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a big purse and a big uh, sanctioning fee for the racetrack to try this one. And, if, you know, we're, we're, we hope we can help this series get off the ground. It might be, you know, racing is not cheap. We all know that. But maybe this is a little more cost-effective then you know an aluminum block series and and everything that goes in the late model racing you know 
the, the late model racing has gone up astronomically because of uh, because of engines mainly, but also tire shocks and, and that sort of thing. They've gotten so complicated with these late models that man, you got to spend a lot of time on research and development, and a lot of money to, to compete. So maybe this series is one that kind of levels the playing field a little bit. Ron, Ron just uh, joined us back, and yes, we're talking late models at, at Fremont. Uh, Steel Black Series. Uh, do you know what other uh, other tracks uh, they they run at? I haven't they, seen uh, their schedule as, as okay. yet, but uh, I, I, I no, I don't. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> I, I want to say this is the second or third year that they've come around in this field. I know they run them uh, down southern Ohio a fair amount, and I can't remember the tracks. Yeah, I, I believe you're right. I, I've I want to say they were at either Portsmouth or one of those tracks a couple times. Um, it, it, like I said, we just wanted to try it. Uh, we didn't have to take a big risk on this one uh, and see if the fans like it. You know, it, our trucks, 305s and 410 sprints will, will be on that card that night as well. Um, we're hoping they bring, you know, it'd be nice if they brought 20 late models thereabouts and, and put on a good show. And, if, if the fans like that, then, you know, next year we might look at adding them to a couple more shows. I've talked to a few late model racers uh, from from this area that that run steel blocks, and uh, they're, they're excited about the show. So I think you're going to get some local talent. I hope so. You know, we tried to run the crate late models for about three or four years, and it was interesting because, when we held the meetings to see if there was an interest in doing the crate late model, they, oh, we, they packed the place. And all these guys said, yep, we're going to build these things because this is cost effective and we can go racing with you. And, you know, we never got more than 12 on a given night. And I, I wonder where all those guys went that said they were going to build this. And, you know, it, it kind of left a sour taste in our mouth because, you know, we thought we were going to get some support on this deal. We paid a full purse for them and we paid a full point fund for them. And the most we ever got was 12. So I, 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 I fingers crossed. I hope this turns out very well. Well, let's talk uh, sprint car racing because that's uh, what Fremont's known for. A lot of big, a uh, lot of big uh, races uh, this year. You got, uh, like you mentioned, uh, what is it? I just like it looks like there's at least three or four almost right in a row of the Attica Fremont Championship Series. Uh, you got the the Fast Series in there, uh, Boss coming, and of course uh, the Ohio All Star Sprint uh, Speed Week with the All Stars. Um, I mean, what, uh, which, which of those events are you most looking for? I mean, it's like almost a big event every week. You know, I, I kind of like when we do, uh, well, one of them, and and you're going to think I'm nuts, but we're going to try to get this fair race in. It's been rained out, I think, each of the last three or four years for the 305. It's just a night we get to have a race during the fair. And Rich Farmer was able to bring that back a few years ago, and it had been since 1976 since they raced at the fair during the fair. And, you know, it's kind of cool for those guys uh, to be the headline and the, the only thing running during that fair race. And and to see the stands get packed and to have the rides in the background, it's just kind of a neat deal. So I, I really look forward to that. I, I also look forward to, to of course, the Speed Week. Uh, when the All-Stars run across the state of Ohio, kicks off at Attica and then comes to Fremont the next night. And our, and our season-ending Jim and Joanne Ford Classic with the All-Stars. Uh, you know, with a 5000 to win on Friday night and a $10,000 win on Saturday night. And we have a party afterward. And it, it's kind of a neat deal to wrap up the season. Isn't that... Uh, I don't recall Fremont running that uh, deep into... Uh, 
October there, the second weekend. Is that, is that a little deeper than uh, it has been in the past? Yeah, we usually we, we conclude at the end of September. But, you know, last year because of COVID, we lost the first part of our schedule. And, you know, we said, all right, we want to try to get as many dates in as we can. And, and we'll schedule stuff uh, later. And we did. We, we ran almost the end of October. I think it was the next yeah. last week in October. And the fans supported it. Uh, they packed the place for the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic uh, late in October. So, you know, it, we're just pushing it our season about three weeks later. We try to cooperate with everybody. I mean, if you look down through our schedule, there's nights off here and there. And that's because some other track is going to run a big event. Or, you know, El Toro's got the King's Royal, so we take that weekend off because we know a lot of our drivers and fans like to go down there for that. So we try to cooperate with other tracks. And, and you know, they... they cooperate with us you know Shane Helms has been phenomenal at Lanesfield cooperating with us uh as well he's got a big race coming up this Saturday kind of a late edition which is going to be kind of fun so yeah we you know we have dates off here there's only 20 events on the schedule this year uh but they're they're dispersed from you know April 24th through uh October the 9th with weeks off here and there again because we co try to cooperate with other racetracks and uh yeah, you got uh, looks like the second half of August uh, uh, off uh, for uh, the fair, and like you said, the Tuesday, right. August twenty fourth for that. Uh, oh, that three hundred five is actually an Attic Fremont Championship Series race too. Yeah, I yes, didn't. it is. And that's kind of that's one of those deals again, uh, <laughs> where you never know what it's going to pay because uh, we get businesses <laughs> that'll just throw in a, a ton of money. Uh, I think we had over three thousand dollars a few years ago when we were able to get the race in added. Uh, to the purse from people just, and it wasn't even businesses. It was race fans. I, you know, I'll give a hundred bucks to the driver finishing 13th or whatever. It was pretty cool. Dwayne Hancock does a great job with, uh, he's good at getting people to, to part with their money. It, it, you know, when, when he and Rex uh, Lagoon sat down to, to come up with this Attic Fremont Championship Series deal, one of the things that they really wanted to do, and they've been very successful at it, and talking to the race team, it has been invaluable. Is you know the point fund is, is what it is. It's a great point fund. They come up with ways to get money into the hands of the teams throughout the course of the season. You know, and that can be huge. That can be the difference between getting an engine refreshed or uh, either sitting at home for two or three weeks when you can get them some money in their hand during the course of the season. Now, uh, some of the restrictions with COVID have been uh, released or. Re- relaxed that's that's the word i'm going for kind of relaxed uh, as far as outdoor sporting events uh what kind of uh of restrictions do you guys have in place at fremont for this year or are there any is it just wearing masks or, or what's the what's the deal with that yeah we're at you know i think every racetrack doing this i think that you know last year the, the different county health departments had different rules and regulations we yeah. we worked very well in the Sandusky County uh, Health Department, and that's how we were able to race. Attico, you know, had to do some things and jump through some hoops to get racing in there. I know Rex has gone to, like, weekly meetings at the health department uh, there. It, well, almost every race is saying, look, wear your mask in. When you're not eating or drinking, wear your mask in the stands. Try to socially distance it. You know, we aren't at capacity every week. Uh, we'd like to be, but we aren't. So there's spaces for people to you know, socially distance as well as possible. And you know what? The fans have been great. Uh, we've got four events in Attica this year, and the fans have listened and done what they can because they understand we want to keep racing. And in order 
you know, look, I'm not a big proponent of math. Uh, I'm, I'm an older guy, older generation guy. I'm not. If I can go keep the racetrack going, go to the races every week. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, I'm hoping this year things will start looking more normal toward the, the end of the season, if not sooner. At least I hope so. Well, isn't that what the vaccine's supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got my second shot yesterday. My arm's kind of itchy right now. And so now I got, oh, the, boy. I got the tracking thing. <laughs> Oh, good. Hey, I'm doing it. I want to get this. I want to get this up over with. I don't want to wear the mask. I don't want to have to do all that stuff, you know, but like you said, I'm going to do it because I want to go racing. Um, back to the Fremont. So how long have you been uh, announcing at Fremont? I started in 1985. This is my 37th year of announcing. Damn. You're older than I thought you were. Well, he I was 37 tomorrow. Are you really? No way. <laughs> Yeah, I'll turn 57 tomorrow. Son of a gun. I wouldn't have thought you were. I figured we were probably similar in age, but uh, wow. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I was going to ask you what your favorite class was out there at at Fremont, but uh, you kind of indicated that you got something for the the 305s. I don't know if it was just the the fair race or if it's that class, but uh, do do you have a favorite class out there? Yeah, I'm a 410 sprint guy. My dad drove sprint cars for you know, close to 25 years. And I grew up in, in, in 410 sprint cars. You know, back when he started, there wasn't all these distinctions. It was either a sprint car or it wasn't. You know, it, it, some guys ran 350s, some ran 410s, some ran 393s. So it was just a sprint car. Uh, now we have, you know, 410, 360, 305. Oh, by the way, we are bringing in the 360s of Fremont this year on July uh, 31st, an all sprint car event. It's a fast 410 the 305 and the GLSS 360 are coming in town with that. But we have so many classes of sprint cars now, but I'm, I'm at heart a, a wing 410. I'll tell you what though, the late models since I've been announcing at Attica for I don't know, 12, 13 years now have really grown on me. And if they do shows like they did last Friday night, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, I, I will be a huge fan for a long time. <laughs> uh, what do you, what do you think about uh, Millstream coming back to life this year? Do you think uh, that's going to help out with, uh, with any 410s, you know, making a, a three-day weekend, Friday at Attica, Saturday Fremont, Millstream on uh, Sunday? But, you know, it, here, here's the thing. I, I posted a Facebook Live event for Waynesfield Raceway Park uh, this past Tuesday, and we had Greg Wilson, DJ Boost, and Cole Duncan in there. We were talking about that. And you realize a couple weeks ago, there were three tracks running in the state of Ohio. And of those three tracks, I think, one had 29, one had 30, and one had 32. It was 80 wing 410 sprint cars competing on the same night in Ohio. Wow. Within three to four hour radius of each other. And, you know, it's because other tracks are open. You know, Wayne Field's running special events. Millstream's got, I think, five sprint car shows this year. Right. Uh, it, 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 it's, it, it distributes the money. When you look at, the, you know, the tracks like Wayne County, Atomic, Sharon Speedway uh, doing that. And then let, let's look at fan interest. You know, you got Oakshade running. You've got uh, other tracks running. Now Millstream's going to do what? Modifieds, I believe they got a couple shows. Couple shows. Uh, they're going right. to run the 305. You, you know, it, when you can, the more tracks create more fans. And it might not help each track on a weekly affair, but when you have big events and special events, that gets a lot of attention. And when the more fans you can create, Everybody succeeds that way. So it spreads money around. It keeps race teams going. 
I mean, like I said, those those three nights or three tracks that were run on the same night all paid really good purses. One was an all-star event. One, I believe, paid 5000 to win. The other one paid 3000 to win. It helps race teams because everybody takes home a little chunk of the pie that way. <laughs> uh, what is this? Uh, Thomas Cole says uh, you need uh, I need to play Piano Man for you to sing karaoke. Yeah, I, I've won awards with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do it a cappella? Uh, uh, no, oh. <laughs> I have to have a, I have to have a scotch in hand and a cigar in, a, oh. in a, the the X-ray. So, got it. Uh, Harley White, uh, are you familiar with her? Very familiar with Harley. Uh, when I had a radio show, I had her on. Uh, as Ron pointed out, she's got a, a very interesting story yeah. uh, with her. She was severely burned. Uh, she's she's really. You know, a lot of people think female still the old timers think females in, in dirt track racing is a gimmick. She proves otherwise. Uh, this girl is a racer. I, I've watched her race the uh, ASCS 360s. When you know she's teamed up with a, a lot of people over the years and has had great success. Uh, Johnny Herrera kind of helped put, put her in the right way. This deal with Ed Newmeister and, and the crew chief coming along in that deal. This is going to be an eye-opener for it, it. It does my heart good to know we got racers coming from California and out west to race in the Midwest because they know that's how they're going to get recognized. And you can go back to the to the Macedos and, and uh, Buddy Kofoy. They yeah. came to Ohio to race because that got them recognized. Yeah, Buddy Kofoy came to mind when, when I read that story of her uh, coming around here to race this summer. Yeah, and yeah, you know, we had Carson Macedo come and he started out in Craig Mintz's car and then uh, ran Ed Neumeister's car a few times. Christopher Bell came out this way, ran Rick Burkle's car and then got rides based off that. Uh, and now Cole Macedo's out here doing the same thing. So it's pretty cool to watch that. Awesome. Well, we got to get going here so uh, we can talk to Harley. Uh, what? Uh, give us a, a little preview of that first race uh, at Fremont. Uh, it's Saturday, April 24th. It's the Pub 400 night. By the way, they, they're having a benefit this coming Sunday at the Pub 400 in Fremont, the official bar Fremont Speedway, to raise money for the Holzerville, Ohio Injured Drivers Fund uh, this Sunday uh, there in Fremont. We have the 410 Sprint, 305 Sprint, Dirt Truck. Gates will open. We're going to open a little earlier this year, at 3 o'clock. Uh, we're going to open gates to try to get the, so we can start on time racing at seven o'clock so come on out for the 70th anniversary season at the track that action built and even though it's the 70th year brian has not been there all 70 years half of them over half of them all right man um, johnny now listen johnny oxter has and he will be there i'm guaranteeing if it's not too cold he i think johnny's 92 years old he was at the very wow. first race at three months <laughs> in 1951 and he comes out every week very nice uh, play Piano Man and do some uh, karaoke. <laughs> no, no, no. Track. I told you I need a scotch and a cigar. So we, why can't you, you? We'll talk to Harley White. She's, she's a lot cuter and a lot more talented <laughs> than I am. All right, <laughs> All right Brian. Thanks, uh, thanks for the update. Uh, thank you guys for the opportunity. Have a great evening. All right, you too. Talk to you soon. All right, Brian, this guy, voice of Fremont and Attica Speedways there for you, uh, giving us a little... Uh, preview of the uh, 2021 season at Fremont Speedway. Um, 
Ron Miller Race Cars. What's going on there? Talk for a minute so I can uh, get Harley on the phone here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Scott, we've just been busy finishing up uh, the, the two trucks that we've got going, uh, about ready to start on the third truck. Uh, the store's been busy. It really has. Everybody's in a panic. Uh, I, I think everybody kind of took the, the winter off and thinking, well, you know, COVID and it, it's going to be like last year, going to be a slow start. Well, COVID kind of fooled us, and uh, it's going to be business as usual. Tracks are opening up, and uh, guys are in a panic. It, are all those Fremont trucks going to be ready for next weekend? Uh, for sure one of them. <laughs> for sure one of them. <laughs> I don't know about the second one, and for certain not the third one. Fair enough. Bringing up uh, Harley White here. Maybe. Hopefully. She's aware of the time difference. Hopefully, although I didn't give although her my I didn't give her. I could be. Hello. Hi, is this Harley? Yeah, this is her. Harley, this is uh, Scott right. Hammer, Ron Miller, Hammer Down Racing Report. Uh, you're you're live on the air. Um, <laughs> I was I was going to say I didn't give her my number. Maybe she thinks we're a spam call. <laughs> no, no, it actually pops. It's weird how iPhones are so smart. It pops up Scott Hammer. Wow, I don't. Have I know. That. I have no privacy. <laughs> I know it. You can even prank call someone. Uh, Scott, the the screen says Brian Liskey's oh, on the phone, and I, boy, I I know that's not the case. I got too much to do here. Usually she we have. Sounds, Harley sounds much too nice to be Brian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we just got off the phone with Brian Liskey from. Uh, whoops. I made him pop up there again uh, from uh, Fremont where uh, you're going to be uh, racing this summer. What's uh, tell us uh, before we get to um, your, how, what happened when you first began racing? Uh, tell us how this uh, deal came about uh, with Ed Neumeister and uh, you're going to be running in our neck of the woods this uh, summer. Yeah, super exciting. So I actually, um, actually just a mutual friend, Kent Carhoff. I've known him for a few years. And um, I met Ed, I guess, last year during Knoxville Nationals. And I'd actually done pretty well. I, I don't have a 410 of my own. So I always rent a 410 just for the Nationals. And I, I did pretty well. I met Ed and met him in one of the Knoxville suites. And we just got to talking. He was just all friendly. He loved me but never met me. And I kind of didn't really know a whole lot about him. But got to know him. And kind of knew who, you know, what drivers he was associated with and stuff. So I was like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> and then Kent Carhoff called me at Chili Bowl and he said, hey, would you be interested in racing um, in Ohio this year? I said, well, heck yeah, that's awesome. That's like dream come true. So I've kind of, I've known about it for a while, but with COVID and just everything kind of slowly getting started, I really didn't want to jump the gun and announce it and then something happened, you know how it is. Yeah. So I waited for a little while and it's been killing me. I've been wanting to tell everyone, but, um, yeah, so we're excited. I'm actually going to leave out this Sunday and drive to Ohio to race this next weekend. And you're from, Harley, uh, yeah, I was going to say, fill us in on where you live and, uh, what the, what the racing is there and, and what the, right. uh, the big allure is on, in coming to Ohio. Right. So I'm from Oklahoma. I've always been from from here. Um, and I've always, most most of my career, I've traveled um, through the Midwest. I've been on the ASTS National Tour for the last five years. So 
we traveled, you know, to Pennsylvania, to Washington. I've done, done the Florida swing a few times. Um, been almost everywhere, but I've always skipped Ohio just because it's not really a 360 dominant, you know, racing world. It's mostly 410 out there. So, um, yeah, just been racing around close to home, far away from home, and um, but been traveling a lot. So I'm really excited to get up to Ohio. It's just, it's one of those states where, you, you know, you recognize as a sprint car driver, like, oh, Pennsylvania, like, you know, it's the heart of sprint car world. Well, so is Ohio. So I'm really excited to, to go see new tracks, meet new people, and um, see what we can do. Well, the Pennsylvania guys, when they want to test their, their real metal, they, uh, they come to Ohio. <laughs> right? That's what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's no pushovers. You're going to be here the the entire summer. I know that uh, you just had a, a few dates uh, that you had published uh, for uh, the end of this month and in, in May. Uh, but I'm assuming you're going to be here the the entire summer. Then that's the plan, at least. Yeah, that's that's the plan. I mean, we really didn't know what schedule to put out there. Um, we do have auctions with as many races we all get to race out there. So we're kind of on the fence about where we might be. So we just didn't want to throw out a whole bunch of dates out there. That's subject to change if you know what I mean so we will have a 360 and a 410 car so we'll have plenty of options mainly in Ohio and yeah I'll be up there the whole time but um possibly flying back and forth for my day job during the week and then up there racing for the weekend or I might be working remotely from Ohio on the computer working back uh, in Oklahoma so we'll just see how it goes um heck I might not ever come on we might race four <laughs> four times a weekend or something <laughs> You never know. Well, so we'll just get up there and get five, racing and see how we go. Five uh, five weeks out of the uh, summer, there'll be three nights, all within probably an hour and a half of each other. Uh, Attica, I know. Attica, Fremont, and then uh, Millstream, uh, a story track where uh, Jeff Gordon got his start, um, you know, is going to be running five Sundays with the sprint cars. So a lot, right. lot of racing. Yes, very much so. I'm really excited. Um, super pumped to probably go to Eldora, see where they finally released that. Um, so we're going to try to go to there. Um, I'm just excited. I mean, I've never been to a track in Ohio yet. So I will be new to, to everything. So it'll be fun. Well, we're looking forward to it and uh, looking forward to watching your race out here. But uh, you kind of have a little bit of a, a story um, with I guess that started in your first race. How did you get into racing? And then uh, tell us exactly what happened in the, in that very first race you were in. Right. So, um, I'm actually, um, I just have an older sister. We're seven years apart. And, um, my dad raced, grandpa raced, grew up, um, dad raced dirt bikes and then transitioned into, um, just stock cars and modifieds and things like that. So growing up, I always worked on them, helped my dad. A little bit of grease monkey. I loved old cars and loved learning about them and always challenged myself. Even though I was a little kid, I was like, Dad, I'm going to help you carry that pumpkin to the rear end. One of these days, I'm going to get strong enough to carry that pumpkin <laughs> so we could change gears. So, And I would always, I'd learn how to take on and off the tire in a wheel of a modified steel rim. And that was pretty heavy, but I was 10, 11, 12 years old doing that, so... Um, you know, just always been around it. Um, but my dad, you know, never had that boy. So I guess you consider me the tomboy of the family. And then, um, I never seen kids race 
before. And so we went to this race called the Topless 100 in Cowtown, Texas, um, near Dallas. And it's a big race. They do 100 laps with the modifieds. My dad was in it. Um, he did pretty good and, and whatnot. And they have a track inside of a track, you know, like a little track inside of a big track. And I've never seen that before because I mostly grew up around like the state fairgrounds. And I was like, well, Dad, what's that track for? And he's like, well, the little cars race around there. I'm like, well, what little cars? What are you talking about? And they were actually um, mini sprints. And I was like, paid attention after that, you know, when I see kids younger than me, kids my age, like in race suits. And I'm like, Dad, what are they racing? Like, they're my age. He's like, well, they're racing mini sprints. Oh, I want to do that. So he's like, well, if you find a car for sale, We'll, we'll look at it and, and see what we can do or see if you want to do it or whatever. So I just like left him, you know, and went and walked around the pits and found like three race cars for sale. Many friends, ready to go, race ready. I was like, Dad, I found a good deal. Like, you know, as a kid, everything's a good deal, right? So um, he's like, well, we'll go look at it after I get him racing. So we went and looked at all the cars and he, he told me, he said, well, we'll think about it. So we go home, and I'm all bummed, you know, because we didn't load a race car in the trailer that day. And then a couple months later, in December um, of 2008, or sorry, 2007, I got a race car, one of the ones that I found, a mini sprint, my first car ever. I was so excited. I saw a picture of the same me sitting in it. So that happened in 2007, got my first race car, April of 2008. We went and practiced the car a few times, like, you know, for play day during the week. And um, my parents were, like, shocked because I was, like, fast, like, right out of the gate, just stand on it, never lift. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like, maybe she is meant to race. You're not scared of it. So then we went um, actually riding four-wheelers and stuff as a family the week before my accident. And my mom had actually just gotten on to me. She was like, Harley, you um, need to slow down on that four-wheeler. You're going to hurt yourself. So she took it away from me. And then, my goodness, if she didn't crash on that four-wheeler and break her arm. And so she had to get Rod put in her arm. Um, and then I we went home. And then that weekend, that next weekend, I said, hey, I think I want to go racing. And I was like, no, your mom's arm's broke. You're not feeling well. I actually had the flu at the time. And um, they said, we'll just, we'll go another week. And I talked them into it. I was like, no, I want to go. I think I can do good. So April 5th of 2008, um, my mom went. She wasn't going to miss my my first race. Um, I don't really remember anything leading up to that. I know I felt terrible, and I probably shouldn't have been racing because I was so sick. But I was bound to race. Um, and just kind of a freak accident, you know, I, I kind of hit the wall a little bit and car fell over on its side and I caught on fire and I was obviously, I was trapped in the car for a really long time. Um, I think old video is like 10 minutes long or something like that. And at the time, like no one knew who I was. No one knew. I didn't know anyone there. My family didn't know anyone there because we never really were around that kind of racing. We were always around modifies and stuff. So um, while I was trapped inside, you know, obviously the car later on side, a small fire was happening and I knew 
to shut all the switches off, try to get out. You know, my dad taught me all that. We, we practiced the whole get in and out type of thing. And um, I couldn't get out. I was stuck there and I didn't know what was going on. So I couldn't see nothing and pulled my helmet off. And then the fire just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you hear everyone yelling and screaming and just complete chaos happening. And I was like, man, I've been in here way too long. And then I remember closing my eyes. And then I opened my eyes and I'm laying on the ground next to the car. And then at the time, I didn't know it, but Donnie Ray Crawford, who was another racer waiting to race to the next race, um, had actually ran to my car, pulled me out of the fire and, and saved my life. I mean, he was just an angel, you know, a godsend angel that, that rescued me that day. And um, ever since then, I went to China's Hospital for children in Galveston, long story short, recovered in eight months or so, spent 21 days in ICU, and now I'm 45% burned, um, deep third and fourth degree burned. So pretty pretty uh, badly burned, but I've never let it stop me. And um, even right after I was in the hospital, I was like, you know, where's the car? Is it fixable? I mean, can we get it going again? And my parents were like, no, my parents put the foot down. They said, you are not ever racing again. Your dad's not racing again. Everything's going, going away. We're selling everything, getting rid of everything. And, um, obviously I couldn't really do a whole lot then because I was still recovering. But by December of 2009 or 2008, sorry, um, same year my accident happened. I talked them into finally getting me another race car and I went back to racing in April of 2009. So, um, just kind of a, it's just a, a freak accident, you know, that no one could have prevented. Um, you know, we have a lot of bad things that have happened in the world and just accidents that, you know, people are, you know, getting hurt and, um, just still fires are happening to this day. And just, it's unfortunate that sometimes it's just not preventable. You know what I mean? It just, it was meant to happen and it happened. And, um, I, I accepted it. I always told my parents, I was like, you know, I'm glad it happened to me and not anyone else. Cause I, I'm okay with it. Like I, I made it through it. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I would always tell them, well, I'm blessed that I was strong and pushed through and still racing to this day. So it's just, yeah, it's just a bit of a long story. I could go on for hours and probably should write a book one day, but you should, um, I mean, there's a whole lot more to it. We can keep going, but I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, so, yeah, I've just been racing ever since April of 2009, um, full on as a career, and love every minute of it. Minute of it. Wouldn't change a thing. Harley, we've got a comment section on our on our page here, and uh, a couple of people have asked if you have uh, if you'll have T-shirts for sale this summer. Have you already cut a deal for that? Yes, I actually called my friend um, Bullet or yeah, Bullet Impressions. Yeah, in uh, California, and they are working on T-shirts as we speak. I was kind of waiting to get the graphics done, um, and we just got that done weeks ago. So, kind of been dragging our feet. Like we've been waiting around, and then I dragged my feet about getting shirts made. So I'm hoping that they're done in the next next couple of weeks. So I'll just ship them straight to. Um, definitely, definitely going to have shirts, hats, and whatever else I can get get made. We'll have it have it there. Cool. It sounds like it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, of course. I mean, you got to make it a big deal. I mean, it's like a dream come true to be racing in Ohio. Um, 
you know, for Ed, I mean, just the, the quite the history he has with drivers that he's had in his car and how successful they've been. So it's just the perfect opportunity, and I'm going to take full advantage of it and do the best that I can. Now, was there ever a doubt in your mind, you know, at any point where that you'd get back in a race car after after the fire? No, never. My parents thought I was crazy because <laughs> I never had a doubt in my mind. I mean, I think they said the first thing I asked around or I woke up was, where's the race car? And even after, like, I was healed and kind of, you know, thought about it, weighed my options and all that, um, I actually asked my mom, when, mom, like, yeah, she's like, I was like, what happens if I get burned in another race car again? Like, where are they going to take the skin from? And she's like, well, Harley, I never thought about that. And she said, well, I guess you wouldn't have any place. And I said, well, I guess not. It's like, oh, well. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know. There's just something about it. The first time I raced, even though it was short, you know, short-lived due to the accident, I just fell in love with it. and I'm addicted to it. Tough as nails, too. I mean, w- Harley, you, you've been to Australia a couple of times. Uh, tell our listeners about that. Yeah, I went to Australia, I guess, first time was like five, five years ago, maybe. Probably it, showing my age a little bit. But um, I went to Sydney and raced, you know, the, for the winter time over there. And then the last few times I went to Perth and Western Australia, all 410 wings for a car deal. Um, for different people each time. And that's just huge. I mean, they, they love sprint car racing. Um, it's just as big as it is over here as it is there. And you, you obviously don't think that in other countries racing can be as big, you know, just cause we have it everywhere over here and they do over there as well. And I mean, just fans are amazing. Everyone's great. I honestly have the best support system from, Australia. I have some really awesome fans that still follow me, you know, whether I'm over here or over there. So just love, love Australia. And hopefully I get to go back. Um, this past year, I raced Chili Bowl instead. So it's kind of like it's a really hard decision you have to make. <laughs> do you go spend all winter racing in Australia or do you stay here and race Chili Bowl? I mean, it's a really tough decision. And even this past year, I had to make that decision. I said, well, I haven't raced Chili Bowl in a few years, so we'll, we'll go that route. But, um, yeah, hopefully I get to go back some more. The Motorplex in uh, Perth is a pretty impressive facility. It, it is. I mean, it's, it's insane, and it's crazy how many people they get, and the fans, um, awesome track, fun to race on. And, um, yeah, it's not really similar to any tracks over here. I mean, this is really cool. And they're so professional. I mean, just the pit areas are, like, immaculate. Like, you just want to, like, lay on the grass because the grass is, like, golf course grass, I feel like. And it's just, like, it's crazy. It's awesome. Ron, Ron's raced over in Australia. That's why I'm not part of this conversation. You guys are the Australian <laughs> connection there. <laughs> but... Right. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get there. Um, yeah, you mentioned beautiful. you mentioned the the chili bowl, and uh, I saw you're you're the highest finishing or you have the highest finishing position for any female uh, in the chili bowl. When yeah, what uh, where did you finish and uh, when was that? Was that this past chili bowl? That happened forever ago, actually, forever believe ago. it or not. And for the longest time, no one ever knew that. And but I knew it. I I knew how. Of course I, you did. I actually I don't remember. I think it was two thousand. 17 I believe is whenever I did that but in 2016 I think 2015 I was in the C main 
uh, or B main or D main, I'm sorry. And then 2000, the highest finishing I've done was um, the back of the B B main. Well, that's pretty good yeah. with all the alphabet yes. soup that they have on that last day. I had I had a um, really good opportunity to actually transfer from the B to the A. I was running about eighth or ninth um, in the B and. I had a flat or something, so I had to pull off. So it was kind of like, yeah, super bummer. Uh, but yes, be main. What uh, what is uh, the most uh, what racing accomplishment are are you most proud of? Oh man, um, you know, there's a lot of times where I've done really well and didn't end up with a win, um, because you know silly circumstances or, or have you, but. Probably right now, the most recent one would be the ASCS national win, getting that first national, you know, nationally circuit win um, was huge, and first female to do that as well. So that was pretty crazy. I didn't know that at all, but um, yeah, that's probably the most recent. That was with Johnny Herrera at um, West Memphis, believe it or not. So so elbows elbows up, cowboy up, racetrack. What what what's your long term uh, racing goals? I mean. (laughs) Is 410 where you just want to be? I mean, do you have do you want to move up to uh, you know NASCAR or IndyCar or what? Uh, what's your long term goals as far as racing? Yeah, I've always just left my goals open. You know, you never know what can happen in the racing world, and I've always just said, of course, I want to be up as high as I can get, move on to the next level. Like I'm, I'm willing and open, and I would be so cool to move up into that next level. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, as long as I'm just racing and doing it for a living, I'm I'm so happy. You know, I, I love, love racing and um, it's my passion. So as long as I'm making enough money to pay my bills and do what I like to do, you know, that's the dream, right? Just be racing. Is there, is there one particular event you're most looking forward to uh, in our area this uh, summer? Um. All of them, honestly. I have not been to any of the tracks, so I'm looking forward to to add it. I think because I'm learning all the names. Um, Eldora, obviously. I mean, Kings all Royal. of them. Kings, yeah, Kings Rule of Views. Oh my gosh, I'll probably be nervous that race, but it's okay. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. It's were- like racing Chili Bowl or Knoxville Nationals. You just—it's just like a different feeling. You're not like nervous. It's just like. A nervous feeling it's really hard to explain but you're like going into it knowing it's like the biggest race of your career i was gonna say you've, you've run the knoxville nationals so i mean yeah you've, you've run big big events yeah but you just don't i don't know you just don't think about it until the time comes and you're like crap this is a big race <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people watching me yeah well that's what you want though um <laughs> yeah uh, we got a comment here. Uh, have her mention Donnie Ray Foundation. What's what's that about? Yeah, of course. Donnie Ray Crawford Foundation. Um, they formed this uh, after Donnie Ray passed. And it's a scholarship foundation where um, you can apply to get a scholarship for college. Donnie Ray's passion, um, I guess, right around the time of his, his um, well, actually, right after Chili Bowl, during Chili Bowl, he was moving in the year he passed moving into with my family and I to go to college at OU to be an engineer. So he always had that passion for school and always wanted to, um, finish college. So they carried on his legacy by the foundation and giving out scholarships every year. So people can donate and then they'll give out scholarships 
twice a year to, to kids that, um, you know, fill out the forms to do so. So if anyone needs a scholarship as well, check it out on Sunray Crawford Legacy Foundation. I got, I got a question for you. I was doing some research on you, and I could have swore I saw somewhere that said you were an inspirational speaker, but then when I went looking for it again, I couldn't find it. So I don't know if that was just in my head. I mean, is that something you no, do? No, it or? is. Okay, yeah. so it was, I, I did see it. Yeah, then. yes, I, I did it um, there for a little while. I got to do it pretty often. Um, I wasn't racing like near as much. So I had like Sundays where I would go do public speaking events at churches and things like that or schools or I've done a, a few businesses as well at corporate events. Yeah, I, I love to do that. And um, honestly, I should have been promoting it more with how this year has turned out. I would have had some more free time, but then they haven't been doing any events. So that is another passion of mine. You know, I love sharing my story. I'm not shy about it one bit. Um, like I said, I should write a book because it just goes on and on and on. But yeah, that's, I enjoy doing that. And um, yeah, hopefully, I know I have a few opportunities to, to do that this year as well. It's just working out. The time, there's not enough Saturdays in the weekend. That's my problem. We need more weeks and days. No weekdays. <laughs> I like that. We have second Saturday, third Saturday, first Sunday, yeah. second Sunday, then yeah, maybe Tuesday in the middle. That's that way, yeah. Yeah, that's that way I can race and do public speaking events <laughs> on the weekend. Well, maybe you could do some uh, while you're around here. Uh, looking at your schedule, it looks like uh, – have you raced uh, yet this year, or is your first race going to be here in Ohio on, uh, no, on the 23rd? I've, I've raced about five or six well, – Other than the Chili Bowl. No, no, no. I've raced five races this year okay. um, in a non-league sports sprint car. Um, and we did pretty good. We've had a couple top fives, and then a couple of the other times we've been trying to figure out – you know, how to turn me into a non race car driver whenever I've been driving these <laughs> for the last seven years. So I was trying to make break bad mm-hmm. habits, but we finally got it figured out. And then now all the rain's coming. So we're going to go around with the outlaws tomorrow, Lawton, that they rained out. Yeah. So I will get my feet from them and um, head to Ohio on Sunday. Awesome. Any, uh, Ron's a late model guy. Uh, have any, any, have you ever run a late model or, or would you? You, I would. Are you just an open yeah. wheel person? I've always wanted to. That's like one of the one cars that I want to drive without a doubt. Late model, hundred well, percent. I drove get, get a modified. I drove a modified, a limited mod, a handful of times for Dustin's Dream, um, in tri at Tri State Speedway in Tacoma, Oklahoma. It's a little, it's a fast track, and I was like, holy smokes! I was so confused, didn't know how to get going. And then I think I finished like second in the heat race and I have this like real cool thing where you can drive in front of the stand and like slap all, you know, give everyone a high five and shake people's hands. And I'm like, guys, I don't know how to work this clutch that well. <laughs> and, um, I like kept stalling it out and I'm like, this is so backwards. I'm so confused. <laughs> so I was like, just bear with me. I'll eventually get back to the trailer. Yeah, I, I, but it was fun. I, I, jumped, I, had, I, I was going to say, don't feel bad. I jumped in Ron's, uh, late model, and I drive a clutch. My I have a, just a stock car. It's a clutch, and his is totally backwards. You, I didn't understand it at all. I, you push right it's out of the clutch. To, it's not backwards. It's it's yeah. entry, it doesn't make any sense. Whatever you're like in a panic, what do you do? You push the clutch. <laughs> yeah. you don't do that in a modified. <laughs> so confusing. Anyway, April 23rd, uh, that's going to be your debut, Attica Raceway Park. Looking forward to that. And then uh, you're going to be at Attica the following Friday. 
And then it looks like May 1st, Fremont Speedway, uh, World of Outlaws uh, at Eldora on May 7th and 8th. You got Lima Land on May 21st. Uh, actually, a couple of Lima Lands, uh, May 28th as well, running with the uh, NRA Sprint Invaders. I believe those are going to be 360 shows. Then back at Fremont on May 29th in Waynesfield, Raceway Park, a little, uh, little track uh, running uh, the Fast Series. So uh, sounds like a pretty cool start to your season, and uh, there's going to be a lot more coming. Are you going to run, uh, or do you know if you're going to run uh, the Ohio Sprint Speed Week with the All-Stars? Um, we, we haven't yet. We haven't discussed it. Um, we're just kind of like a few of the races I know we're going to change, and I think race at a different track. Um, I can't tell you when or how or where track I don't remember, but I, I'm kind of like live one race at a time. If that makes sense. Oh no, you're so, a lot of racers <laughs> are that way. <laughs> we'll uh, get through the first few and um, see how we go, and we'll just keep adding to that schedule as we go. Rusty Schlank, I don't know if you're familiar with him, a late model driver from around here. Uh, we've talked to him a few times, and I asked him where he's going to be. He's like, oh. Depends on how I feel when I wake up uh, that morning. <laughs> right? That's, yeah. That's when I mean, with all the yeah. options up there, I mean, it could be raining yeah. at one that's track true. and we're like, hey, we're going to go over here because there's no rain there. So you just never know where so, we might end up. But I will post it on Facebook. Okay. I was going to say, how can uh, people keep yes. up to date uh, as to uh, where, where where they can find you this summer? Facebook's probably the easiest. It's easy to update quickly. So definitely follow us on Facebook or I have my website. Um, I'm not real big into Twitter. just kind of confused by it. I don't know. I've just been a Facebooker forever. So Facebook, Harley White Racing. HarleyWhiteRacing.net is uh, the website. And uh, we look forward to seeing you. Awesome. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate the time. Harley White, once again, uh, look for in a uh, 410 or 360 the uh, at Newmeister 11N this summer at a track around here. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, Harley. Thank you. Thank Great you. Talk. Yep. Great talking Thank with you, Harley. Too. All right. Take Have care. Have a good evening. Yeah. Bye. There you go. Harley White, looking forward to uh, seeing her uh, racing in, in this area. Be pretty cool. Interesting story, Scott. I know. Maybe uh, maybe you can get her to uh, uh, run your late model. I'm sure we can get at least get her some laps. Okay. Uh, speaking of tracks in the area, Millstream Speedway returning to racing action May 9th. That is the opener. Follow them on Twitter or Facebook or millstreamspeedway.net. Uh, uh, they have a test and tune coming up a week from Sunday. This uh, past Sunday's was canceled due to the uh, lovely weather. Uh, hopefully uh, yeah. they'll have the 25th test and tune before that May 9th opener, uh, which is going to be a sprint show, 410s, 305s. And compacts, I do believe. I'm going off memory on that. Don't quote me. Millstreamspeedway.net, uh, for sure. I see a, a doggy there. There's a yeah. dog there. Hi. She she just came in to apologize for making all the noise. Oh, okay. I didn't hear it, but uh, that's good. Uh, that's because I hit the mic button. I uh, got some uh, racing news to get to before we get to this week's How Many and a Chance to Win a Big D's uh, Pizza. Also, our weekend weather pit stop with me instead of Ryan Weekman. He apparently was off today, so I'll, I'll have to do that for upcoming races. Got a couple races uh, in the area uh, this weekend, so and the weather should be all right. Might be a little chilly, but the uh, the R word should be not in our vocabulary. Uh, officials from the Superstar Racing Experience announced the addition of four grassroots racing stars to its driver roster for the inaugural season. Six-time NASCAR Wheeland modified Tour Champion Doug Kobe 
will race in the season opener on June 12th at Stafford Motor Speedway. Four-time Knoxville Raceway champion Brian Brown will compete at Knoxville Raceway. Five-time USAC Silver Crown champion Cody Swanson will compete June 26th at Eldora Speedway. USAC and NASCAR Wheel and Modified winner Bobby Santos uh, III will compete at Lucas Oil Raceway. So uh, a little bit of some grassroots level Sadly, I missed the cut. Yeah, I, why didn't they call Ron? I don't know. Not uh, enough experience. We mentioned last week Taylor Gray uh, was in an accident last Wednesday. Uh, he's a David Gilliland racing driver. Uh, he underwent surgery last Thursday, a week ago, for fractured L4 vertebrae uh, after being involved in that car accident. He's also going to undergo another surgery if he hasn't already for a fractured left foot and ankle. Um that single-car accident took place in Statesville, North Carolina last Wednesday night. He's 16 years old. He was scheduled to make his first NASCAR Camping World Truck Series start uh, in the number 17 Ford F-150 at Richmond this weekend, but uh, will now be forced to miss the race, and that, that truck has been withdrawn from uh, the event. Uh, did you hear about Skyline Speedway? No. What S- happened there? Skyline Speedway in Stewart, Ohio, will return to racing in 2021. Uh, with All a right. limited uh, schedule, area racing veteran Jeff Burdett purchased the facility. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's going to run a limited schedule. That located in the other corner of Ohio, south. Uh, right. East. East corner, yeah. <laughs> he confused yep. me with the right thing. The south right corner. Um, Joe Graff and uh, Gray Galding got into it after the Martinsville Xfinity race. Did you uh, see any of that fight? Ah, that wasn't a fight. Somebody tackled somebody. Yeah, yeah. It was. May, may, maybe a couple swings, but they missed. No, but the words were fun. The, the, what, yeah. they, what they said afterwards. Um, uh, where they go? Oh, I one hundred percent wrecked him on purpose. Galding stated via Sirius XM NASCAR radio after the race. Uh, Galding adding, "Watching him drive out there is hilarious. I'm very, very happy to be the one who wrecked him." Uh, Joe Graff. Junior uh, responded via comment on social media uh, and said, uh, geez, listening to Gray talk on Sirius XM NASCAR radio, he talks like he is Dale Earnhardt. Gray is 38th in points and has no top 20 finishes, no lead lap finishes, and I am in his way, LOL. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll bet we haven't heard the last of that, Scott. Probably not. I uh, mentioned that breaking news earlier. Uh, how about we get to that since we made people wait sure. over an hour for that. All right, hold on. We got to do the uh, breaking news thing here. Right, got to do it right. I don't remember which button is breaking news now. This one. Okay, here we go. At least that's what it says. Hey, it is. <laughs> so, breaking news from Oakshade Raceway for the Bill Reckner Memorial coming up on Saturday, April twenty fourth. That's a week from this Saturday. It's the opener, uh, and again. Previously mentioned, the uh, breaking news was uh, Late Models is going to be part of that show. Usually Late Models are off until the second week, but uh, Late Models is part of the show. But the breaking news is uh, extra money, a lot of extra money has been added to uh, go to the winner of the Bomber A Main for the uh, Bill Rector Memorial. A couple sponsors. Uh, we were talking to Brian uh, about this earlier. Sponsors coming up, uh, just popping up and uh, wanting to hear their name out there and putting in some extra money and uh, pretty significant extra money. It's going to pay 780 to win. That's almost as Ooh. big as the uh, Bomber Spectacular at the end of the year. But uh, just shy of $800 to win thanks to PTSD Awareness Racing and Dynamic Technologies Setup and Consulting. So uh, thanks to them, 
Put your camera up. I don't want to look. I see your dog, but it's also focusing elsewhere, and we don't need that. <laughs> On the dog. There you go. So uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, pretty cool deal there. So a lot of money going to the winner uh, of the Bomber A-Main, uh, which could be an interesting thing because uh, people be shaking out in cars they're not familiar with and probably driving over their heads to uh, win $780. We'll see how that works out. SRX and CBS have announced their broadcast team for the uh, Superstar Racing Experience uh, deal. And remember we had talked to uh, Dr. Jerry Punch last fall and right. kind of speculating that maybe he might get uh, part of that deal. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. nope, that didn't happen. No. Lindsay Sar- Sarniak, I believe probably pronounced the name. Uh, Alan Bestwick, uh, you've heard of him, I'm sure. Yeah. Brad Doherty. Alan well. Bestwick's good. Alan Best looks good, yep. yeah. Brad Doherty and yeah. uh, Matt Yoakum is going to be the pit reporter. Yeah, joining oh, them. Very good. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Joining them is uh, Danica Patrick. Ooh, another <laughs> washed-up racer. Okay, one <laughs> James Hinchcliffe and Dario Franchitti. All right, no comments from that. That's good. That, that's a that, that's a pretty star-studded lineup. Yeah, it's pretty diverse. I mean, you got. Uh, people from different ba- backgrounds there. So we'll see how that works. Eldora made a big announcement on Tuesday night. They revealed their 2021 race schedule. 24 nights of racing starting May 7th and 8th with the Let's Race 2 doubleheader weekend. Of course, Harley White, we just had on, uh, is going to uh, be there. I suppose that she, she's not on the phone still. We could move that no. from the screen. So, uh Yeah. Count me in on the front. Oh, Adam Lance is uh, going for that $780 in the bottom of A for the Bill Rick number one. All right. All right. I'll try to stay out of your way, Adam. At least you have a good number. I like his number. Uh, May 7th and 8th is uh, the first weekend of racing at Eldora. There's a, a lot of uh, doubleheader weekends. Uh, speaking of which, they are going to be doing um, uh, Let's Race 2 doubleheader weekends. Uh, going to have the... A World of Outlaws, as well as the USAC Amsoil National Sprint Car Series. Uh, three marquee events will have uh, the 2021 event followed by the rescheduled 2020 event. So those events include the Dirt Late Model Dream. Um, the 2021 race will be on June 10th, and the 2020 race will be on June 12th. So you got that? Yeah, they're doing the new one first and then then last year. So, okay, well, so all right. $127,000 will go to the winner on the 10th, and $126,000 will go to the makeup race on June 12th, the 2020 makeup wow. race. 38th Kings Royal will uh, take place uh, two days for paying $175,000 to win. Uh, man, Tony's got some deep pockets there. Boy. Uh, June 15th and 17th. And then uh, the World 100 will take place, uh, two World 100s, on September 8th and September 10th. And I believe one of those is going to be the uh, uh, it's, uh, some anniversary, some significant anniversary of it. I don't remember which one. 50 years? Oh, okay. Has it been around for 50 years? Oh, yeah. But there's going to be uh, further announcements on, on that. The uh, April 17th Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series event originally scheduled for Plymouth Speedway has been canceled due to track resurfacing. That was supposed to be this weekend. Plymouth will be hosting uh, Test and Tunes the next two weekends to work in the new clay. The next uh, MPD Racing Boss event will be May 7th and 8th at I-96 Speedway in Lake Odessa, Michigan. 
Uh, for years after the formation of uh, Junior Motorsports, Dale Earnhardt Jr. wouldn't even entertain the idea of his team advancing into the NASCAR Cup Series one day. However, fresh off Josh Berry's win during uh, Sunday's NASCAR Xfinity race at Martinsville, Earnhardt admitted a uh, Junior Motorsports Cup Series program could be feasible in the future because of the implementation of NASCAR's new next-gen formula. Earnhardt uh, admitted to reporters following Sunday's uh, race that he has spoken to his sister, uh, Junior Motorsports co-owner Kelly Earnhardt Miller, uh, about the potential of taking Junior Motorsports to the Cup Series with the uh, rollout of the next-gen car coming next year. Yeah. I think that makes sense. That, that Xfinity win was a real feel-good race, too, Scott. Yeah. Uh, the Honda Indy Toronto race may end up getting canceled for a second year in a row uh, due to COVID-19 concerns up there in Canada. A decision will be made by June 1st for the event scheduled for July 11th. They need uh, Canadian and local government health agencies to approve the public event, and that appears unlikely at this time with the slow vaccination rollout in Canada coupled with the uh, rising number of cases. And one final uh, bit of news is something that I didn't even know existed uh, until today, as a matter of fact. The uh, Euro NASCAR Wheelin, or it's the NASCAR Wheelin Euro Series. I did not know this was the thing. No, I didn't either. And I didn't feel bad because Ron didn't either. But uh, apparently it is a thing, and uh, they're kind of doing the the ice racing thing. It's kind of uh, getting to be... A uh, a big thing, I think, because uh, they've they're doing ice racing. They actually took the uh, the car, their team FJ, took one of their stock cars to the Val Thorens France track. I, I'm probably not pronouncing that right because I don't speak French, but we uh, see we Trace Años. Of Espanol, de Espanol? I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, they went, uh, they tested on the ice there, and uh, as you can see, it looks like it, it, things went pretty well. They used uh, studded tires, and it's not like uh, the sprint car racing on, on the lakes here that's just an oval track. This was like a, a road course, and it actually looks pretty cool. It almost looks like a video game, doesn't it? It does. It, it really does. <laughs> So uh, that could be something uh, coming in the future for uh, at least the NASCAR Wheelin uh, Euro Series. I don't know. I guess uh, they basically. I wonder, I wonder if that's a frozen lake or if that's a uh, like a flooded. I think it's a track. Uh, road course. I think it's a track. I, I'm not sure exactly uh, what that is. I just saw that and was like, well, that's neat. And also, I never just heard break of, out the fire hoses. Never heard of Euro NASCAR. <laughs> Uh, it's time for how many. Last week's how many was uh, how many Renegades were going to be at Sandusky Speedway on Saturday, assuming they ran at least one race. Guess what? They ran races. Uh, the weather was not very cooperative for, for the guys over there at Sandusky, but uh, they did, and there were 12. 12 cars were uh, registered. I checked uh, via my race pass. So, mm-hmm. Ron, you were the winner. You had the lowest pick of 18, so congratulations. Mm-hmm. Our online winner and a winner of a Big D's Pizza, Jeffrey Faree. He picked 16. Oh. He was even closer than you. Good job, Jeff. So congratulations. Uh, get with me or Dean, and uh, we'll t- tell you how to get your uh, Big D's pizza. This week's How Many and a Chance to Win a Big D's Pizza. I haven't talked about this yet, but uh, Waynesfield, I guess we kind of mentioned it when uh, Brian was on. Waynesfield Raceway Park's going to be in action with the uh, Fast 410s and 305s. So uh, that's Saturday night. 
this week's how many is how many 305s will be there at Waynesfield on Saturday night. He said they've been averaging over 30 at uh, Fremont in that class. So there's your starting point. Uh, if you want to enter to win a free pizza, just put your guess in on the uh, comments of our Facebook Live. And uh, you can only guess once. If you guess the same number as somebody else, we'll spin the Big D's pizza wheel to determine the, the tiebreaker there. So everybody's guessing in the twenties. All right, there's a, there's oh, one wow. that's in the the thirties. Okay, what do you what do you got, Ron? Since you were the winner, twenty two. What? Twenty two. Twenty two. It's going to be chilly, Scott. It is. It's going to keep. It's going to keep a few guys home. All right. Is Kathy still in Florida? Oh yeah, and will be for a while. Right. Jerry's busy doing his eye racing stuff, so he doesn't get a guess. I'm going to go twenty three then, because then. Oh, you. Anything you of, suck. Anything above you, I, I'm going to uh, end up winning that. Ah, uh, come on. You, that was – tell me how you feel about the race. Well, uh, well, Gene Steele says Lorraine is running Saturday night also, so that – Ah, yeah, but Lorraine's pavement. That's what I was thinking. I was like, isn't Lorraine pavement? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, anyway. Um, get your guess in. We'll uh, take guesses up until, we'll say noon on Saturday. So, if you're listening to us on uh, – on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, whatever, you can still get in. Just find our Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash hammerdownracingreport or go to hammerdownracingreport.com and you can enter or get to our Facebook live broadcast that way. Get your comments in the live broadcast uh, thread there. So I see uh, 24, 30, 21. 28, 29, yeah. 35, so yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, speaking of this weekend's races, uh, we got a couple of events happening. Attica Raceway Park back in action. They've been uh, pretty lucky so far this year. I mean, usually, they have. usually starting this early in the season, they they run into some weather issues, but uh, <clears throat> they seem to be doing all right. Uh, tomorrow night's Advanced Drainage Systems Erie Blacktop Night with the 410 Sprints uh, Late Models 305s. Gates open at five, racing at 745. General Mission 18 bucks there, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll see. Uh, I I got to go watch that late model race from last weekend, uh, late model feature on their website after we're done here. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. I got, I got to watch the whole race. It was, it, it, it was. Were you on the edge yeah, of your you seat? Yeah, you watch the whole, I really was. <laughs> I, Scott, I don't remember breathing for a while. I can't imagine what, what the guys were doing out on the racetrack. Nice. Uh, Waynesfield Raceway Park, Saturday night uh, with the Fast 410s. The Fast Series will be in action. 4000 to win uh, for that. And the uh, 305s, as we mentioned, from uh, Fremont and Attica there. Uh, gates open at 2 p.m. on Saturday for that. Racing has been moved up an hour to 6 p.m. Uh, with the two classes. They're going to try and get in and out uh, as soon as they can because, uh, like you said, it is going to be a little chilly, which means it's time for your weekend weather pit stop. Without your uh, official Hammerdown Racing Report meteorologist, Ryan Weekman, I feel like everybody's abandoning us tonight. Jerry abandoned us. Ryan Weekman abandoned us tonight. Uh, but anyway, Friday night, Attica. It's going to be uh, a little cool and breezy. It'll start out all right. Uh, high is going to be 59, but uh, low temperature 37. So it's going to it's gonna cool off uh, once that sun goes down. So uh, bring, bring the, uh, the long johns. Friday night at We're, bring Attica. your car hearts, but but be there. Definitely be there. Yeah, rain should not be a factor. No precipitation 
uh, predicted. Saturday, it's going to be cloudy and cool at uh, uh, Waynesfield and uh, a little bit uh, cooler on uh, Saturday, and it's going to be cooling down to the 30s again, so kind of uh, the same kind of deal. Just dress warm, but other than that, it should be good. That's your weekend weather pit stop. Ready to pull out now. All right, go. I dropped the jack. A little slow there. I think it's time to get a new driver. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Hammer Town Race Report uh, Twitter poll uh, from uh, this past week. Should NASCAR race on rain tires when it's uh, wet on the short tracks? What do you think, Ron? Oh, absolutely. You know, they did the test with Kyle Larson. He said uh, the rain tires Goodyear provided seemed to work uh, pretty well. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't approved in time for this weekend at Martinsville, which probably would have helped. But uh, majority of people, according to our Twitter poll, they don't care. 61.5%. Really? Yep. 30% said yes, and uh, 7%, 7.7% said no. So there you go. Make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter, at Hammer Report, and uh, you can get in on that. So is that a referendum on rain tires, or is that a referendum on NASCAR in general? I think that's more of a uh, referendum on NASCAR in general. I do believe. So uh, You know, actually, last week's race was very entertaining. What, the, the NASCAR race? The cup yes, race? Yes, the cup race. Yes. It, I uh, did watch it. I don't, it didn't, it was okay. There was, there was some passing and, and there was some drama and, you know, a few spins, but, you know, it wasn't no, tall, there were no Talladega type crashes. There was that one with uh, Kyle Busch. Well, it, and, it got a lot of cars, yeah. but it, <laughs> I, None of them spectacular wrecks, though. No, but it was it was the big one, the big one at Martinsville. It, yeah, you get the first three cars wrecking, and it, yeah. I want to thank uh, associate producer Dave Kemmer and field correspondents Matt Swander, Doug Doc. Oh, Doug, uh, he sent me the pronunciation that I did wrong. It's Rusiska, Ethan Rusiska. So thanks, Doug. I see. Sorry, I mentioned his name earlier. The uh, beginner stock winner, Sandusky Speedway on Saturday. That, that, here to here hereafter referred to as that Ethan guy. Yeah, yeah, we'll just go with Ethan. Um, next week on the show, we'll have uh, Chrissy Hendricks of Oakshade Raceway be our guest. Talk about the 2021 uh, race season at Oakshade. Also, I believe uh, with John Young Racing, we're going to be giving away a four pack of uh, tickets. Pops and burgers for, uh, for cheeseburgers for Oakshade. Yeah. Four, yeah. four cheeseburgers, four, four fries and four pops. Yes. And four tickets. And if you're a single person and you go by yourself, you can go four times and get four burgers and each time you go. I mean, one burger yeah. each time you go. So but you got to be here to be, to be part of that, right? Yeah. It's going to be, uh, we're going to do it for the how many. So you also get a big D's pizza, okay. too. You just have to go in the opposite okay. direction to get that. Oh, wow. Yeah. A couple of weeks from tonight, uh, we'll probably talk to Scott Schultz uh, about the Toledo and Flat Rock Speedway schedules. Uh, they're going to be racing. Flat Rock Speedway has been dark for over a year now. Ever. So, yeah. Forever. Forever. Uh, no hammer down the hotline playback tonight, unfortunately. I know everybody's uh, upset about that. But if you want to leave a message uh, for us to play back, yeah, you know, feel free to 419-318-3081. Call anytime, day or night. 419-318-3081. If you want to be on the Hammer Down Race Report, there's a chance. Pretty For, much. Fortunately, fortunately, my fan club's been absent from No, me. I think they, they've 
gone on to other things, I suppose. Um, oh, somebody asked uh, who's putting up the extra money again for uh, the Bill Richter Memorial. Once again, that was the PTSD Awareness Racing and Dynamic Technology Setup and Consulting. Those uh, the two groups, putting uh, each of them putting in $300 extra for uh, getting that winner's payout to be $780 next Saturday. The opener. Pretty Oster. cool. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Be nice if a couple more people stepped forward and paid some more in a couple of the other uh, positions yeah. in that race. Reach out to, uh, I mean, not even Oche to anybody, any, any of the local tracks. Uh, support them, help yeah. them out, give them a call. You got a, some money laying around, you want to help uh, get your name out there. Put, you know, eh. Us race car drivers, so, we like the extra the, money. The, the racers like the like to know that people really care. Yeah. So that, it, yeah, it's it's a really cool deal. Once again, thanks to Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race. Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, Mill Street Speedway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars. Make sure to support those who support us. And we'll see you next uh, Thursday, eight, or yes, 7 o'clock. Will. I don't even know when we do the show. <laughs> next Thursday, yeah. 7 o'clock, uh, we'll be there. Almost 200 shows, Scott, you should know. Uh, you'd think so. It's too complicated yeah. for me. I can't handle this That's stuff it. anymore. Yep, we're gone. Bye. We're gone. We're leaving. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.